Welcome to the Vineyard Boise Sunday Message Podcast. You can join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and vineyardboise.org slash live. Subscribe to our message podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Vineyard Boise, you can give online at vineyardboise.org slash give. Today's message is brought to you by Pastor Brent Jones. Enjoy. We are in week two of a seven-week series on hope. Uh, as our team, I, was this discernment? I don't know. We, we, were, we were, you know, when we were putting together a new series, we, we pause and we say, okay, well, God, what do you have for the church right now? And it, it probably doesn't take a gift of spiritual discernment to know that the world needs hope right now. But that is, in fact, what we're leaning into. We're leaning into seven weeks of hope. And that all culminates with our Easter message uh, on Resurrection Sunday, which will in fact be the, the basis for which we as Christians believe there is hope in the midst of a world that's full of turmoil. And so this is week two of that. The first two weeks, they're kind of a soft launch into the hope message. And they're about experiencing hope through the sacraments that Jesus entrusted to the church in between his first coming and his second coming. There was two sacraments that Jesus said, I want you to practice these as a way of experiencing hope, proclaiming hope, and ongoing receiving hope in, in this world. And so last week, we leaned into that with communion. That's a, a rhythm in our lives through which we experience hope, we retell the story, we respond to the story. So that was, that was experiencing hope. This week, we're, we're talking about experiencing hope through baptism, which typically, baptism isn't something that, that you do every time we gather, and, and it's not a part of the regular rhythm of your life. Although I will say at times, there's people who have received baptism and say, you know what, um, I, I want to be baptized again because it, it, I'm in a different season of my life and it means something different to me now. Maybe it's because you're coming back to the faith. And so uh, that's a, an opportunity we're going to have available today. I want to tell you, um, you may not have come prepared for this. Some people signed up in advance, but if you're not prepared to be baptized this morning, we've prepared for you. We have extra towels, we have t-shirts, and so we can accommodate that. And um, we do have a, already I know of one story this morning that's pretty amazing, pretty significant to me about somebody being baptized a second time uh, and what it means. So uh, looking forward to that. So um, that's, that's where we're at. We're in this message of hope. And, and next week, we're going to be really launching into the, the, the teaching part of the series that's, that's less about the sacraments, but we're going to launch into a message that next week is going to be finding hope in a world of angst and despair. And so I want to encourage you to one, to be here, finding hope in a, in a world of angst and despair. But I also want to encourage you to think about somebody that maybe needs to hear a message of hope in the midst of a world. Maybe, maybe the, the angst and despair of our world is collapsing on somebody in a very personal way and they're without hope. And so as you leave, if you're on campus, as you leave today, there are in, in both entryways, there's these little invite packs that you can use to invite a friend. And I encourage you to do that as we're in this series on hope. So having said that, we're going to, this, we're going to start this morning by recapping a little bit of winter camp. And then we're going to be hearing some about youth winter camp, which I have heard from multiple sources, reliable sources. <laughs> reliable because there's multiple ones. When you hear it once, it's like, well, that's nice. When you hear it over and over, it's like, oh, well, that's got some credibility. I've heard that this was the best winter camp ever. So, uh, so there you go. So we're going to ha have a quick recap on that. And if you turn your attention to the screens, we're going to watch that now. 
We had a blast. We had a really great time. Uh, good morning. No, I'm not the youth pastor now. Sharon, Pastor Sharon could not be here this morning, and, you know, we just, we, we thought through it, and we just thought, you know, she said, why don't you lead it, and why don't you do a recap of what we talked about at camp? And so I'm going to do that for us this morning, but before I do, I'm giving the teens that are in the room plenty of notice that now it's time to share your testimony about camp. So I, I'm not even, do you see how I'm looking above your heads right now? This is a trick for working with teenagers. You look above your head. You don't lock eyes with them. It's terrifying. You look above heads, and then you, don't, then you, just, you just keep right on talking. It's a dad trick. Everybody say dad trick. Well, you know, I opened camp with a few um, dad jokes, actually, because nothing will make you feel older than being asked to be the camp speaker at a teen camp. So I just embraced that. I just rolled with it, and I told some dad jokes. And I'm not going to tell dad jokes this morning at all, um, but I did want to know if you guys um, had heard about the claustrophobic astronaut. He just needed some space. So it was the best winter camp ever. It really was. All right. Well, yeah, I was asked to be the camp speaker this year, and I had an incredible time. We had four sessions together uh, as a camp that were just over the top. We had such a great time. The worship was great. The leaders of our, you guys, the leaders of our teens are really extraordinary. The people that lead our youth group are just extraordinary. Pastor Sharon and Greg and, and just the whole, the whole team, they're just, they're wonderful, and it was, so, it was such a privilege to be able to come alongside them and work with them and see what God's doing uh, in our teens. Uh, there were, this was a co-op of, how many churches was it, Bradley? Five churches. It's a co-op of five churches that get together to do this winter camp every year. This year, we had 147 teens up there. Yeah. It, yeah. It was awesome. So, um, teens, are you ready? This is the time. I'm looking at a table over there that's packed with them. Yeah. I'm looking at a couple rows over here. So I need like five teens that were at camp to come on up right up here. And we're going to cheer for you as you do it. We want you just to run up here and just share really quickly, just really fast, like 30 seconds, 60 seconds about what camp was like. Come on. Ready? Go. Come on. Yes. Ryan, I'm talking to you. Yes. Yes. Come on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. We're waiting. Still waiting. You guys are going to really... There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, cheer them on. Come on, cheer them on. You guys, this is really hard. Come on, cheer them on. Come on. Yeah. Yes. All right. There's more. All right, line up right here. Line up right here. Look at these young people coming up to share their testimony with you. This is really scary stuff. Getting up and sharing your testimony in front of hundreds of people is really scary. It just is. Or, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, and so it's, uh, <laughs> you're all shaking your heads. You're, so you're deciding who's going first. Is that what's happening? Well, you're going in this order, so get ready. I just, I'm a mic hander offer. That's my job this morning. Say a few words, make a joke, and hand the mic to teens. That was my job. So... We had an amazing time at camp. God did so much stuff. You saw in that really short video just how much fun that we had. 
Um, and just, just the incredible leadership that we had that just guided us through an amazing weekend together. But God met with teens this, this last weekend. And so we're just going to talk about that. You ready? Okay, well, I'll, I'll, would you rather do it down here? Okay, oh, well, she'll come up here where the camera aims. Okay, come on up. Give her a hand. Say your name and just go. Um, I'm Kennedy, and at camp, I, well, there was a lot that kind of happened for me. Um, I really like to be in control of things, so um, I felt God say that I just needed to give up that control um, and just let him be in charge of plans for me and let him lead me down the path that's meant for me and not try to, like, take over and be in control and decide what happens and let him decide. So. I don't like crowds. I'll come up here. Well, it's nice to meet you all. There's a lot of people staring at me. Uh, I'd like to say uh, winter camp is truly a transformative experience if you haven't been uh but uh i i feel like for me a a lot of it was you know i've just been recently in a very down time and uh you know haven't really found you know what god's been calling me for and what to do with my life and so i feel like winter camp really you know i saw people praying for other people and i felt god in my heart just move me to, you know, pray for these people. I've called you to do this, and I think you're really talented for it. And so, yeah. You're next. What? Come on up. Oh, wow, this is a lot of people. (laughs) They would sweat a little bit. Um, I'm going to hide behind the table right here. So... Before church camp, um, I've had a lot of family issues, and it's it was really, really hard. And when I was little, I was very into church and was a big believer with my grandparents, my beautiful grandma out there. Um, but as I started growing up and going to school and learning things, I started to lose my faith in Jesus, and I thought that really for my perspective on things is black and white. So if I can't see it, it's not real. But when I got to church camp, it was just an amazing experience and I felt something different and it like changed my whole perspective in the meaning of Jesus. And lately people have been telling me that I'm a leader and I didn't know what God had planned for my life. But lately, people have been telling me and telling my grandparents that I'm a leader, and that I think that that's what Jesus is leading me to do. Come on. Julio. Okay, so like going into winter camp, I really didn't want to go. Um, My dad, Pastor Brent. Because her dad was the speaker. Uh... (laughs) No, I was like, uh, I really like don't want to go, but he was like, mm, you get to go, so you're taking this opportunity, and so uh, I went, obviously, and um, God just like went above and beyond. Like He exceeded like my expectations and uh, took me further in um, my relationship, and yeah, it was just like 
really life-changing and yeah, um, moving forward, this is like a really big thing and I can't move forward in life without God and he like met me where I was and it was amazing. This is my daughter and she's amazing. Come on, give him a hand. I know, I think there's a couple more. Do you guys know of a couple more? A little positive peer pressure. There's a couple more that want to share. Come on. Do you know that when we share our testimonies, when we share our testimonies, it empowers other people to get their life right with God? Did you know that? So, come on. Any other teens? Come on, come on, come on. You guys really going to leave these four hanging up here? One, how about one more? How about one more? Stop looking at you? Okay, I'm not looking at you. How about just one more? Just one more. Ready? Go. Come on. All right. There we go. Yeah! Woo! Wow, there is a lot of people up here. Okay, so my favorite part of camp was probably during the services. Um, there was people praying and... I loved being part of the community and praying for other people and prayer circles and all that. Awesome. Yeah. Come on, let's give these guys a hand. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Amazing. It's really hard to get up here and talk in front of all of you. Even though you're awesome, it's intimidating. So I'm really proud of you teens for doing that. Don't you love hearing from them? Do you feel... Can you just feel right where they are with God right now? That vital time where they are just, they're, they're meeting with God right now. That's so incredible. You know, all over campus in the last few weeks, we've been having experiences in, in our prayer meetings. On You know, we, we meet from Sunday through Thursday at 9 a.m. from 9 to 10 just for prayer and worship. Everyone's welcome to join us. We've been really meeting with God in those times. And then in our School of Kingdom ministry on Thursdays, uh, we've been really meeting with God. We've been going deeper with God. And there's all over campus in children's ministry right now, they're really meeting with God and they're really going deeper with God. Right now, Pastor Kenny and Pastor Amber, they're leading our kids into a closer, deeper relationship with God. And, and uh, Pastor Sharon and her incredible team, every week, week in and week out with our teams, they're leading them into a powerful love relationship with Jesus every week. And that's exciting, don't you think? That's exciting. All over our campus. It's not just Sunday mornings and online. All over, everywhere uh, that we're meeting together as a church, God is meeting with us. And that's really exciting. And, you know, we're doing it at camp. I'm going to take us on, a, on a, just a recap, but really, it's more than that. I feel like we need this message this morning. I'm going to try to lead you through four services in one. Can I do that? Actually, four services in less time than one, because we have to dunk some people in a few minutes. So... If, you're one of the, if you are feeling, even after those testimonies, if you just would, this morning would say, hey, I, I know I need to be baptized, I want you to, as soon as we're done, I'm done yapping up here, I want you to go sign up at this table right over here. Um, there's a table you can just meet with Kim and the team, and they'll get you signed up to get baptized. It's not too late. Well, when Pastor Sharon asked me to speak at camp, she said, I, our theme is, and I'd like you to speak about going deeper. Going deeper. And I thought a lot about that, and I prayed through it for weeks and weeks, and just thought, God, what do you want to do? How, how do you want to 
what are, you know, how do we walk teens through several days of going deeper with God? And I, what I realized in, in researching that, and I, what we talked about up at camp was that we were actually designed for relationship with God. Did you know that? People, we, us, human beings, we were made, we were actually created for the sole purpose of having a relationship with a loving God. That's why we were made. Everything that's happened between the time that you were made and now that's tried to, um, that, that's tried to get between you and God, that's not, it has nothing to do with how you were made. So you were made, you were designed, you were created actually to have a love relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's not a surface relationship with God. You know, the Bible says that even demons know about God and, and they tremble. See, it's not enough to just know about God. We have to know God. And when you know God, you can't help but just go deeper and deeper in relationship with God. See, it's not enough just to know about him. Lots of people know about him. Lots of people in America would say, oh, I believe that there's a God. Demons, if you asked a demon if they believed in God, they would say, yep, and he's terrifying. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think in our day and age, a lot of people have that same view of God. Do you believe in God? Yep, and he's terrifying. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's demonic. You see, a view of God that doesn't see him as a loving father with arms wide open, ready and waiting for you is not a correct view of God. Because he's here this morning with his arms wide open saying, I love you. I've called you. You heard it in the testimonies just now. I'm called. I'm chosen. God has a plan for my life. I felt God. I felt the Holy Spirit in my heart. I felt him moving. You see, he's always calling. He's always drawing. He's always wanting a deeper relationship with us. So what does that tell us? It's our decision. So you see, going deeper with God is always a decision that you and I get to make. I'm going to talk about James Cameron for a minute. Yeah, Terminator, thank you. That was the movie I was going for. I was hoping you didn't say Titanic, but if you need Titanic, that's fine. (laughs) Titanic, Avatar, Terminator. You know, in 2012, James Cameron, the director of those three films, took the hundreds of millions of dollars he made off of those films and many others, and he put it into a massive project, the likes of which technology in the world have never seen. And he put it all in on one project, and that was to go deeper into the ocean than any human being had ever been. And he had the money to back it up. So you know what he did? He built, he actually assembled this team for hundreds of millions of dollars, assembled a team, and put together this uh, submersible for one man to go deep. They didn't even know how deep it would go. They just prepared it. It looks kind of like a whale turned backwards, which makes sense, right? I mean, and that submersible was designed to go as deep as we've ever been and deeper. And then he took that submersible out over the Mariana Trench, the deepest place in the world that we don't, we don't even know how deep it is, right? And dropped it with him inside. This is a movie. You can watch this. This, is, this actually happened. It's fascinating. 
And James Cameron sinks to the bottom of the ocean, not fiction. He sinks to the bottom of the ocean and he just keeps going and he just keeps going and he just keeps going. And then about like seven miles down, he loses contact with his crew and he just keeps going and he just keeps going. Do you know how far he goes down? 36,000 feet into the ocean before he touches down. A place where no human has ever been. 36,000 feet. I mean, if you were in a plane going 36,000 feet, you'd be good to go, right? Turn that upside down, man. That's terrifying to me. That's like my worst nightmare. I don't know what to do. He went deeper than anybody ever had. Why? Because he wanted to and he had the means. And he discovered things that humanity had yet to learn. You see, the only reason we don't go deeper in relationship with God is not because we don't have the ability to. We choose not to. So when we were up at camp last week and we talked in depth about going deeper with God, Psalm 145 verse three says, great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Everybody say unsearchable. One generation will praise your works to another and will declare your mighty acts. His greatness is unsearchable. That means you can't find the end of his greatness. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary and tired. His understanding is unsearchable. Unsearchable. Romans chapter 11 verse 33 says, Oh, the depth of riches, both of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable and how unfathomable are his ways. You see, there's more to God than you and I could spend a lifetime discovering if we want to. There are depths in God. There are facets to learn about God that go far beyond anything you and I could ever experience if we just every day just kept pursuing and pursuing and pursuing relationship with him. There's more. It gets more and more exciting. There are things that are yet to be discovered in your relationship with God. In my relationship with God, there's always more to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's always more to God. There's always more to God. But it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just drop in your lap. Deeper, going deeper with God is a choice that we make. Going deeper with God is a choice that we make. And so we framed our entire weekend last weekend out of James chapter 4. James chapter 4 verse 8, write this down. James chapter 4 verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So how do we go deeper with God? How do we even do that? How do we discover that? Where do we go? What's the, what's the recipe? What's the formula? Well, you draw near to God and he draws near to you. That's a concept. Every step you take toward him, he takes one toward you. The closer that you get to him, the closer his relationship with you becomes. The closer he steps into relationship with you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. See, if you want it, you go after it. And when you go after it, it's extremely satisfying. 
Relationship with God, going deeper with God is extremely satisfying. That's because we were meant for discovery. We were meant to discover things and learn new things. That's how we were made. And it's the same with our relationship with God. You were designed to go deeper in relationship with God. The choice to stay on the shallow end of friendship with God is always the easier option. But going deeper isn't something that just happens with time. You can be old and not be close with God. You see, going deeper with God is not simply a matter of time. You can go to church a long time and not be any closer with God. Why is that? Because going deeper with God is a choice that you make. How many thousands of years have mariners been sailing the seas and we have not gone yet down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench till 2012? Why? The want to, the means, the technology, now that exists, and now we can pursue it. With God, it's there all of the time. All of the time, we can go closer with him. We can go deeper. Deeper starts with one decision. Draw near to God. Every day after that, it's the same. And then we talked with the kids about the fact that you can't go deeper with God if you've never gotten in the water. A lot of us like to play around the outside of the pool. I don't know about you, but I, I like to lay in the sun. I love to lay in the sun. I just, I just love it. I, I mean, I love a pool, but you know what I really love to do at the pool? Lay in the sun. Well, you can lay in the sun anywhere. Well, it's not the same. I will challenge you on that. Laying in the sun is just better at a pool. Or it's better at the ocean, even better. Laying in the sun. But you know, that's not what a pool is for. A pool is not for laying in the sun. It's for getting into. Some of us want this relationship with God and we kind of play around with church or we play around with youth group or we play around with, you know, this Bible study or whatever. But at a certain point, you can't go deeper in relationship with God if you don't have one. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says today's the day of salvation. This is the moment to get in the water. You can't go deeper with God if you don't get in the water. And then on our, the next day at camp, we talked about how we go deeper with God. Don't worry, I'll, I'll recircle. I'll recircle. If you don't know him, you're like, wait, I want it. Wait, you'll have your chance. How do you go deeper with God? I hear you saying, oh yeah, draw near to God. Draw near, he'll draw near to you. How do you do that? Well, in, in Christianity, we have practices. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9 says this. Philippians 4, verse 9 says, Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me, put it into practice. Whatever you've learned or received or heard or seen in me, put it into practice. There are practices to the Christian faith. Whatever, and this is the Apostle Paul saying, hey, you guys, quit floundering around. If you've seen me do it, put it into practice. Put it into practice. There are practices to a relationship with God. What are the practices? How do we do it? Well, we just got, we, we got pretty basic at camp, and we're going to do that today. We're just going to talk about three of the practices. There's a whole slew of things, but if you do these three things, I guarantee you will draw near to God and you will feel him draw close to you. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, you guys, I've been preaching at teen camp. I need a little bit more from you. 
Okay, got that settled. Okay. Number one, the number, there are three practices we're going to dive into today. So you can just put one, two, three. There are three practices we're going to get into today. Number one, read your Bible. Period. We could stop there and you could learn the rest, but I don't trust you. So we're going to go further. Number one, read your Bible. The Word, the Word, the Word. The Bible is the number one way God speaks. Period. So you can tell me God spoke to you through this person or that person or this radio program or that TikToker or whatever. You can tell me whatever you want to say, but I will just tell you the number one way that God speaks still today is through His Word, the Bible. If you need a word from God... You need the word of God. If you need direction, you need purpose, you need understanding, open up the Bible. This is it. If you don't have one, I want to give you one today. Seriously. We will give you a Bible today. This is the foremost way God speaks to his people. And we need to get in it. Psalm Chapter 119, verse 105 says, Your word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light on my path. It's how I can see. Your word's a lamp to my feet and it's a light on my path. Your word is what illuminates the road ahead before me, God. Your word is what opens up things so I can actually see the way forward. God, your word. So what that tells me is if I'm not opening this, I'm not turning the light on. If I'm not opening this, I'm not turning on the lights. All right, number two. Number one was read your Bible. Number two is prayer. Prayer. These are the practices of drawing closer to God. Prayer. Colossians 4 verse 2 says this. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Devote yourselves to prayer. Why? Because communication with God, communication with anybody, creates intimacy. Did you know that? Communication with anybody creates intimacy. So communication with God, stands to reason, does the same thing. When I pray, when I bring him my requests, when I thank him for my day, when I express myself to him in prayer, when I talk to him, I am drawing closer to him. When I speak to God in prayer, I am drawing closer to him. Prayer. All right. So we have read the Bible, pray. Number three, worship. This was the last of the practices that we discussed at the camp. And worship. If you want to draw closer to God. Now, I was a worship pastor. Kate and I were for 14 years. So you want to get me talking for a few hours or a few days or a few weeks. You just say, hey, Brent, come talk about worship. I'll do it. We're not going to do that this morning because, like I said, some people need to get dunked. But we are going to talk just really quickly about Revelation chapter 4. The third practice that we're discussing is worship and why this is, for whatever reason, it's, well, I just want to talk about Mary and Martha for a second. Do you, um, you know who Mary and Martha are? If you're a Christian, you probably do. If you don't, tap the Christian next to you and say, hey, I don't know who they are. And then explain it to them quietly because I'm going to keep talking. 
Mary and Martha. So Mary and Martha were Jesus's friends, and he's at their house, and he's having, um, he's there actually for dinner, and Martha is going and prepping dinner. She's doing all the work to prepare dinner. Mary and Martha were sisters. They were both, they were uh, sisters in the house together. They were the sisters of Lazarus, and they're preparing a meal for Jesus and friends to come over, and Martha is preparing all of this food, and she's doing all the work, and she's setting the table, and she's cleaning up after everything. She's doing the dishes, and she's checking the bread, and she's doing all the things. And while she's doing that, the Bible says that Jesus is in the living room talking and teaching and just kind of sharing, and the Bible says that Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet listening. And Martha comes in, she's like, Lord, doesn't this, you know, doesn't this tick you off that Mary's just sitting here while I'm doing all the work? And he says, hey, listen, Martha, Mary has chosen the better thing. Mary's chosen the better thing. There's a lot of things you can do as a Christian. The better thing is worship. There's a lot of works you can do. There's a lot of, you know, there's, a, there's just a lot of things. We, you can go to your Bible study and you can prep this thing and that thing and listen to this guy and that guy. You can go to this meeting, that meeting. The best thing you can do, according to Jesus, is sit at his feet and be in his presence. Revelation chapter four describes this scene. And it's one that we use a lot as worship leaders as we talk about worship because that's where in the Bible it says that um, there are the four living creatures that are all around the throne and it describes the throne as the most beautiful thing basically that's ever been described in the Bible. And they go into great detail about describing it as detailed as they can. And then afterwards they say, there are these four living creatures and these four living creatures are all flying around the throne simultaneously And they have six wings, and those six wings are covered in eyes. This is where it gets weird. (laughs) These six wings are covered in eyes all over. The Bible says the front of them, the back of them, the top of them, the bottom of them, covered with eyes. And listen, the next line is, and they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy. Why? It says they never stop. They never say anything else. Why can they never say anything else? Because they're all eyes. And who's in the room? The four living creatures are all eyes. And who's in the room? He's in the room. And when all you can do is look on Jesus, all you can do is worship. There's nothing else you can say. You can't be like, hey, how's the coffee over there, elder number six? Elder number six couldn't care because you know what elder number six does? The minute you see Jesus and you start crying holy, he starts saying worthy. So you see there's this train reaction that happens. I'm going to fall off this stage this morning. Stay behind the table. It's where the camera can see you. Now, they all start saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, who is to come. And the Bible says when they say that, all 24 elders fall out of their seat. Are you listening to me? They fall out of their seat and they take the crown that's on their head and they throw it at his feet and they say, worthy, worthy, worthy. And there's this, there is this cacophony of heaven that says, holy, 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 worthy, worthy, worthy. And this is happening right now, right now. And worship is when you and I become all eyes. And when we look at him, we see him. And when we see him, we can't help but describe him. When you see him, you can't help 
but describe him because he's that good. You see, there's so much more to him than we could ever know or see. And you can fly around his throne for eternity because Jesus is so magnificent, so spectacular, so glorious that you could spend eternity flying around the throne, never stop seeing him, never be out of sight of him, and never stop worshiping him. He is so glorious that even a creature that's covered with eyes cannot get enough. They cannot see enough. They cannot stop worshiping him because no matter how long they look or how much they see, it never gets old. I said, no matter how much they look and no matter how much they see, it never gets old. Young person, old person, and everybody in between, a deeper relationship with Jesus will always reward you because no matter how much you look at him, no matter how much you spend time with him, it just never gets old. Let's stand together this morning. If you're getting baptized, this is a great time to prepare for that. If you're not, I'm really believing that there's something for us here to lean into in Jesus this morning. You know, James chapter four, verse eight says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And then it has this one clause right after that verse that says, cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. Why? Because there are things that can stop you and I. They can block you and I from a deeper relationship with Jesus. There are relationship killers. There are things that we can do. There is sin that we can have in our life that will stop us from having a relationship with God. Why? Because he is holy. Like the, like the creatures described him, he is holy. He, he is holy. And so when Whenever we see him, and I want, to just, I, I want to talk to you about one more story where there's a throne, the exact same throne, the exact same description, the creatures and all of it. This time it's the prophet Isaiah, and he's at the throne. And the Bible says that when he sees the Lord and the, and the creatures crying holy, and he sees the Lord, he falls down and says, woe is me for I'm a man of unclean lips. When he draws closer to God and God draws closer to him and he's there at the throne, what he feels is his own sin and his own unworthiness. When we draw near to God, suddenly we're very aware of the problems in our heart, of the sin that's currently separating us from God. We suddenly become very aware and very convicted and very much in need of his cleansing. And there at the throne, he doesn't get struck dead by lightning because of sin. What happens? The Bible says one of those creatures flies to the altar and grabs a hot coal. And he flies back over to Isaiah. The Bible says that he takes that hot coal and he touches Isaiah's lips with it. And he says, there, now you're clean. Now there's no more sin. He says, your sins have been atoned. 
this morning is if as we stand here and you hear the testimonies and you know that people are about to be baptized and start their life fresh and new with Jesus and you stand here and you would say, man, I feel like I'm desperate to go deeper with God, but there's relationship killers in my life. There's sin in my life. This morning, there's one more practice of Christianity that we can do that moves us into a deeper relationship with Jesus, and that's called repentance. We can confess our sin. We can, like Isaiah, be atoned for by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our King. And we can move forward forgiven, forgiven, set free in worship and a love relationship with Jesus. Isaiah said, woe is me because I'm a man of unclean lips. I don't know what that meant in his day. I'm not sure why he felt like that was the sin in his life, but he did. You know, at camp, we, kind of, we went through a list of, of things that might be in the way of us having a relationship with Jesus. And I feel like I'm supposed to just touch on those this morning. Not to condemn us, but to say, hey, this might be an issue in your life that's blocking you from a relationship with your creator. And this is the perfect moment to repent. Leave it behind at the altar and move forward. We went through a list of things at camp. These, this was that list. This is what separates us from God. Lying, stealing, illegal drugs, pornography, sex outside of marriage, disobeying your parents, listening to music you know you shouldn't be listening to, watching movies and videos you know you shouldn't be watching, illegal stuff, using language you know you shouldn't be using, hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness. All of these things are relationship blockers. They don't let us go deeper with Jesus. And so if, if this morning you're saying, I want to go deeper with Jesus, but I have these things in my life, what do I do? This is the time we're going to pray, and I want you just to confess it and leave it right where you are this morning and don't pick it back up. Just say, Jesus, I give it to you. And then we're, and then we're going to move forward in, into a deeper relationship with Jesus. So let's pray together. Lord, this morning, I thank you for uh, the ability just to gather together and worship and hear your word freely. We don't take that for granted. Lord, we think of places all over the world where that's not even possible. And Lord, we're just so thankful and grateful. And this morning, God, we declare together, we want to go deeper with you. Jesus, we want a deeper relationship with you. And so, God, would you come today and meet us? And so today, God, we're saying we want to draw nearer to you. We're taking a step closer to you. And Lord, if there's things in our lives we need to repent for, would you put your finger on them right now? In Jesus' name, would you just right now, with God, just you and God, would you just out loud say to him what you need to say to him? If there's anything you need to repent for or turn your back on, repentance means taking a 180 turn and moving the other direction. If you need to do that in a particular area that we listed, you just do that right now, just you and the Lord right now. Come Holy Spirit, meet us here today. I feel like there's somebody in here that as you do that, there's a few people, as you lay down sin and relationship blockers with God, you are going to say, hey, I want to be baptized. If that's you, meet with God and then run over and say, hey, I want to be baptized right over here. And so, Jesus, today, we do, we give you our lives today, Jesus. 
If you're here this morning and you would say, hey, I, wanna, I know I want a relationship with Jesus, but I haven't even gotten into the pool yet. I'm not even starting to pursue him yet. Then this, room, this, t- this moment today in this room is for you. You would say, hey, I, I, I'm ready to get in. I'm ready to go deeper with Jesus. If that's you this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, would you just raise up one hand right where you stand? Say, I know I need to give my life to Jesus today. All right. Yeah. Come on. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's two. Awesome. Anybody else? Come on. Hallelujah. It's exciting. The Bible says that when one little one gives their life to Jesus Christ, that the heavens erupt in praise. So this morning, can we just give God praise? Let's give God praise. So God, we do... We do just, we give our lives to you, Jesus. We say we want to go deeper with you and we're ready to walk in relationship with you. If that's you that raise up your hand, someone's going to join you and just pray with you uh, to receive Jesus Christ this morning. But Lord, we just, we lay our lives down before you and we say, Jesus, take us deeper. As a church, as households, Lord, would you just take us deeper, we ask, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Let's get ready for some baptisms. Come on. If you're, if you're wanting to be baptized, as, as Brent shared, you can come over here and there's a, a sign-up table where we just want to get your name, give you a name tag, um, and our prayer team is going to be praying over here, and then we're just going to have, bring people across here. When you get to here, we're just going to share a quick story. We're going to say, what's God doing in your heart that brought you to this moment today? And we're going to get a chance to hear that and celebrate that. Pastors Michael and Steve are going to be doing baptism, baptisms today. So as people are, are making their way over there, we're just going to sing a song of worship and just celebrate what God's doing. And so um, if you sat down and you can, I'd encourage you to stand back up because <laughs> we're going to take a moment to do that. And then, uh, and then we're going to get to experience the joy of, uh, of new beginnings.
this. This is worth celebrating. But you know what? Here's what I'll say. We're not going to do a formal dismissal today. Um, you know, we're, we're at our, our time where we typically close. And if you need to go, you are, you're welcome to do so. And uh, if you can, I want to encourage you to stay and be a part of this. This is an amazing thing. And so if you're out here, you're not spectators, you're participants, but your job is to celebrate when somebody comes up out of the water, all right? And I want you to celebrate with raucous, like celebration worthy of new life, all right? So um, having said that, if you're parents, if you have kids in the nursery or childcare, uh, I would encourage you to go grab them and bring them back in and let them be a part of this with you. Uh, and so our first, uh, so as you come up, I'm gonna ask each person to share one thing. I'm gonna ask you to share your name and uh, what God is doing in your life that brought you to this moment. Like, why are you here today, Crystal? My name's Crystal, and I just am trying to be the best I can be for my family and my kids and my family. Yeah. I just feel like I needed some hope because I was lost. So 
I made the choice to come back to church and I was like, I really love this place. So I was like, I'm gonna believe in God and Jesus and bring it to my heart. So I'm here today. desires you, Lord. She wants to go deep. So with that, we bless her right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hello, my name is Rachel. I've been here at Vineyard Boise for a year. I moved here from Nevada. And I just, I want to be closer to God for my family. I suffer from anxiety, and I just want to have faith in God. So Lord, we, uh, we thank you for Rachel, Lord. We thank you for bringing her to... Um, your house, Lord, to uh, the house of the Lord where she is encountering you, where she is discovering new life. Lord, we, um, we thank you that today, as uh, Rachel goes under, uh, the things that do not come back up with her are those things that she named of, of anxiety, of fear, of, of that, a sense of being overwhelmed. Those things stay in the water as she goes down. And what comes up is a, a whole woman, um, a woman full of hope with a future that you have set before her. Lord, we, we thank you for the future, we thank you for the hope, we thank you for the wholeness that you have placed within Rachel. She says yes to you, and it's in that, Rachel, in Jesus' name, that we baptize you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name's Luke, and... I'm here today because I want to give my life for Jesus because he gave his life for me. Yes, he did. Someone we don't go ahead and hold your nose. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Luke. We thank you for this young man's faith, for coming to you. And as we dunk you this morning you're a young old man that's going to stay in the water and you're going to be a new man coming out so we give baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit My name's Riker, and I just did this to be closer to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for writing, yeah. Lord. Thank you for the, uh, the sensitive um, yes. heart that you've given him. Uh, one who is very aware. Riker, you're a, uh, a young man who is aware of uh, the spirit around you and in you, um, and just how deep and uh, personal this is for you this morning. 
So Lord, I thank you for the, the boldness and the courage that it takes to say yes to you. Um, and even in this day and time, Lord, it takes bold, courageous men and women uh, to be your um, ambassadors, to be your uh, sons and daughters. And I pray that you would just um, meet Riker in those needs, meet Riker in the, uh, the young man you've created him to be, help him to discover the, the gifts of your spirit and the empowerment uh, that comes along with uh, saying yes to you, being filled by you. And we just uh, bless Riker this morning now. So Riker, we, we are going to baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hi, I'm Dana. Um, it's been a long journey to this moment for me. I met Jesus back in 2002 and was baptized for the first time, but I'm also often reminded of this image of Nicodemus and, you know, the chosen, where Jesus gave him the option to choose to follow him or to go back to his old way of life. And that first baptism, I, I felt like I chose to go back. And it, just the last three years, I've been getting this nudge every time baptism's brought up to do it, you know, do it. And it's all about this time. It's, I'm, I am his, I am his from this moment forward, and I, I just never want to doubt it again. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift that we have in being able to come back. Thank you. Thank you that you are our prodigal father. Yes. And that your spirit resides all around us and is around us all the time, never left us. We may have turned away, but you never did. So with that, we baptize our sister right now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let the old woman stay in the water. Hello, church. It's been a while since I've been in the public like this. I used to do this when I was younger, but I pulled away and was sort of uh, gone the other way and not like to be in public. But for some reason, the last few weeks, and especially the last few days, I've been impressed to be rebaptized. I want to go deeper so I can go deeper with the Lord, and i got to step into that water we've confirmed today and so that's exactly what I want to do when I was a young boy I was consecrated like we do here at our church until you're an adult so after about three years of marriage I did get baptized at a private ceremony but I want to declare it publicly today I love the Lord he's living here and I just want a sermon I'm 80 years old and I want to keep going Yep. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be that warm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just like that. Maybe step a couple steps forward. There you go. Oh, thank you. Lord Jesus, thank you for John. Lord, thank you for the example that he is for, for us all. 
uh, that no matter where we are, what season of life, um, what, what place in the journey, uh, that we always have the opportunity to go deeper. Just as Brent preached this morning, we will never know the widths and the depths and the, the heights of just your, your presence and, and your character and who you are. And we just pray that as, as John today stands before publicly before his church and declares who you are in his life and his heart and his desire to go deeper, Lord, we pray that you would do just that, that you would show him things that um, in his 80 years he never imagined he would see, or that you would take him places that he would never have imagined uh, being able to go, that you would open up his mouth, Lord, to speak and to share of your gospel in ways uh, that speak directly to the hearts of people. So Lord, we just, uh, we thank you for John, we thank you for his, his testimony, we thank you for his life, and we thank you for um, the future to come as he says yes to you again today, here, this morning. So John, it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we baptize you now. My name is Jonathan Cornelius, and uh, God has been helping me, helping me with my hurt, hurts, habits, and hangups. Yeah, all right. That's good. Yeah. John. Another John. So, second we'll talk to you. Make sure you plug your nose. Step another step forward. Heavenly Father, we thank you for John. Thank you, Lord God, that I've had the pleasure of the last few weeks working with John at the pantry, and uh, I just love his heart for his giving to your people, to your children. And Lord God, we just thank you for him coming and dedicating himself today. Bless him now as we baptize him in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Dallin, and I'm getting baptized today, obviously, and uh, I'm coming here to get closer to God and Jesus in my life. There we go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for Dallin. Lord, we, um, we thank you for that. that passion within him to go deeper, to know you more. Uh, we just reiterate the, the word spoken um, in our message today, Lord, that you would draw him near your word, uh, that you would uh, give him the, the time and the space to uh, understand stand what your word says, that you would uh, draw him in prayer, uh, Lord, that he would come to know you intimately as he speaks uh, the things of life and the things uh, going on. And Lord, we pray that you would just increase his worship, yes. um, his desire and his passion to uh, call out your name and to call out who you are and to believe those things, even when he doesn't see the things around him, Lord, that he would be able to worship because of who you are. And so, Lord, we, uh, we thank you for Dallin, Lord. We thank you for the things you're doing in his life to bring him to this moment, to say yes to you, to say, I want more of you. And we, we bless it. We bless it as his church family. We bless it um, as your sons and daughters. It's in that, Alan, that we baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, 
Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, my, uh, my name is Elizabeth, and I've uh, been here all my life, um, and I was last baptized in 2013 when I was six years old, and so I'd just like to rededicate my life to Christ. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the privilege of being able to baptize Elizabeth today. I've known her since she was a little girl. I've watched her grow up in you. I've watched her shine. And as she grows up, Lord God, and becomes more filled with your spirit, we just pray for a great strength to come up for her. I feel like I'm supposed to pray over you as a Proverbs 31 woman. So we just give her to you, and we baptize you in the name of the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm Elena, and I'm doing this so to take a step closer to God. Thank you for Milena, Lord. We, um, Lord, we know that you have placed a, a deep desire in each and every one of your um, children, uh, a desire and a need to know you, a uh, desire and need to understand um, who you are and who we are in you. And I just pray um, over Milena this morning that you would uh, just grow that need, that that awareness of her need, that awareness of her desire. Uh, to go deeper uh, for greater things of who you are beyond what she might think, Lord. I pray that you'd open her spiritual eyes to um, see and to believe and to have faith uh, for things that are unseen, Lord. I pray that you would use her to make the invisible God visible in the places that you take her. Yes. Or that you would um, visibly show her who you are. That it would be more than just a knowing, more than just an experience, but she would um, see you visibly moving and working in her life and the lives around her. So Lord, I, I thank you that um, first and foremost, you just want to um, be with Melina. But I do believe, Melina, that the Lord also wants to um, use you so that others would have that same um, blessing, that same yes. joy. So Melina, it's this morning that we, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. My name is Claire, and this is a public declaration of faith for me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Claire, and we thank you for the spirit that's obviously residing in her, Lord God, to, to be closer to you, to be deeper with you, to know you, and to be able to um, bless others. So, Lord God, we just ask you to shine upon her and that you fill her with your Holy Spirit and you bless her and 
Fill her with your joy, Lord God, to give her the strength for the days ahead. Hallelujah. We baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Kennedy, and um, uh, God just like put this on my heart, and it's something I wanted to do for a while, and I know the importance of it, and it's just, I've been waiting to do this, and it just, it felt right today, so. Lord, I, I just think, um, even as Kennedy, um, even though she might not be last, um, there may be another one out there waiting, uh, you say that first will be last, Lord, and last will be first. Lord, I, I thank you that in um, it was in humility, it was in love, it was in, in kindness that you came, that you came and you showed yourself to this place to, to die on the cross for each and every one of us. Lord, I, I just see um, some of that humility in Kennedy, um, that sensitive uh, heart, um, that kind spirit. And Lord, I just uh, I just pray that you would continue to call out the things in her uh, that you placed in there, that you continue to show her um, your heart in the way that hers um, is congruent with yours. Lord, I, I thank you that she knows um, your spirit enough to know that this was the day, that this was the time, and that she had a, a sense, she had a, um, a feeling that this was the day and this was the time. Lord, help her, help her to just hone that in, to tune that, that sensitivity into your spirit and to know when you're speaking and when you're leading, that she wouldn't miss you, that she would be able to turn right, she'd be able to turn left as you call. And so Lord, I thank you that you are, are with Kennedy, you are on Kennedy, you have been, you've been calling her, you've been drawing her, and this is the day. This is the day that she says yes. This is the day that all things change. To Kennedy... The Lord's with you, and this morning we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, hey, can we stand? We're just here to declare one time together this morning. We're going to declare together there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. So here we go. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Let's declare
never done yet. There is power in the name Oh, every voice declare There is power in the name of Jesus To break every chain, break every chain Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord There is power There is power in the name There is power in the name of Jesus yeah. So break every chain, break every chain setting people free, setting us free, Lord. And I pray that you would, the work that you've done in our hearts as witnesses of what you've done today, would you seal it in our hearts today, God? And I thank you for fresh hope that you're breathing into hearts today. Fresh hope that you're not done, Lord, that you're still moving. And we invite you to do more. We know there's so much more, God. We know there's so much more. And so would you just, would you just increase our expectation, Lord? that you're not done, that you're still moving. And Lord, I pray that as we go today, that we really would, by the power of your Holy Spirit, be looking for ways that we can make you visible in our city. We can make you visible in our workplaces, in our schools. Because Jesus, you are so worthy to be made visible. 
You're so worthy that, that those would see you for who you are. And God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you when we see you next Sunday, if not sooner. Thanks for listening. To respond or receive prayer after the live stream closes, please email prayer at vineyardboise.org. And if possible, include your phone number. We'd love to get in touch with you. Thanks.